Welcome to Equippers Church Dunedin. We hope you enjoy this message from Jason Sargent. For more information, check out equipperschurch.com. Cool. Hey, so tonight uh, we are carrying on our carry series. Carrying on the carry series. See what I did there? Whoa. Uh, now, but, but this is a series that um, Pastor Will kicked it off uh, last Sunday morning. Uh, he would have continued on Sunday night had it not been for the snow that, that took us out. And so, hey, we're going to continue it uh, tonight. Uh, but really, it comes from uh, Luke 5, 18 to 20. And I'm going to share from the New Living Translation tonight. Some men came carrying a paralyzed man on a sleeping mat. They tried to take him inside to Jesus, but they couldn't reach him because of the crowd. So they went to the roof and took, up, took off some tiles. Then they lowered the sick man on his mat down into the crowd right in front of Jesus. Seeing their faith, Jesus said to the man, young man, your sins are forgiven. They saw someone in need. They saw that their, that their paralyzed friend was in need. They knew that, that Jesus was in town. They knew that Jesus was able to do miracles. And so they pick him up and they carry him all the way to this house. They find out they can't get into the house. So they climb onto a roof. They cut into the roof and they lower their friend down because they knew there was a miracle waiting. Because I knew Jesus could, could make a, a change in that moment for their friends. Who here has heard of the, the bystander effect? Basically, it's a, a psychological phenomenon that, that the more people that there are in a crowd, the more people that there are standing around, the less likely it is that we are going to do something to intervene. The less likely it is that we're going to do something to intervene if someone's in need, if someone needs assistance. And, but I, but I, I want to suggest to us tonight that, that as believers, come on, we are called. We are the ones that are called to do something in those moments because we carry the power of God. We carry something. We carry a supernatural that no one else gets to hear unless they're a believer too. Amen? So, so, so when we see stuff, come on, would it be our decision to, to take responsibility? Would it be our decision to respond in that moment? Because I believe there's a promise there for us. People are in need of salvation. People are in need of healing today. People, people are in need. Our city is in need. Before I continue, I want to share this prophecy in, in Isaiah 61, 1-7 in the message translation. Prophecy of what Jesus would do. The Spirit of God, the Master, is on me because God anointed me. He sent me to preach good news to the poor, heal the broken, heartbroken, Announce freedom to all captives, pardon all prisoners. God sent me to announce the year of his grace, a celebration of God's destruction of our enemies, and to comfort all who mourn, to care for the needs of all who mourn in Zion, to give them bouquets of roses instead of ashes, messages of joy instead of news of doom, a praising heart instead of a languished spirit, to, to rename them Oaks of righteousness planted by God to display His glory. They'll rebuild the old ruins, raise a new city out of the wreckage. They'll start over on the ruined cities, take the rubble left behind and make it new. You'll hire outsiders to herd your flocks and foreigners to work your fields. 
but you'll have the title priests of God, honored and ministers of our God. You'll feast on the bounty of nations. You'll bask in their glory because you got a double dose of trouble and more than your share of contempt. Your inheritance in the land will be doubled and your joy go on forever. Come on, there's a good news for us to spread. The, the, the people in people in Dunedin right at this moment that don't yet know Jesus, that need him. Come on, come on, it's our responsibility to carry what we have, to carry what we have and to use it, to use it well. A couple of months ago, God placed Exodus 17 on my heart, and it's kind of, kind of stayed with me since and just, just has kept on stirring in me. I want to share it tonight. Exodus 17, 8 to 13 in the New Living Translation. While the people of Israel were still in that place, the warriors of Amalek attacked them. Moses commanded Joshua, choose some men to go out and fight the army of Amalek for us. Tomorrow I will stand at the top of the hill holding the staff of God in my hand. So Joshua did what Moses had commanded and fought the army of Amalek. Meanwhile, Moses, Aaron, and Hur climbed to the top of the nearby hill. As long as Moses held up the staff in his hand, the Israelites had the advantage. But whenever he dropped his hands, the Amalekites gained the advantage. Moses' arms soon became became so tired, he could no longer hold them up. So Aaron and Hur found a stone for him to sit on. Then they stood on each side of Moses, holding up his hands. So his hands held steady until sunset. As a result of Joshua, as a result, Joshua overwhelmed the army of Amalek in the battle. I want to, to, to see what is going on here. So, so that is our leaving Egypt is our, is our exiting. They, they come under attack. And, and this is the first time that, we, that if you're reading through Exodus here, we come across Joshua, suggesting that he's quite a new leader, uh, quite new to this thing. But Moses appoints him to lead the army, to go select some men that, that he will then go uh, into battle with. And meanwhile, Moses, Aaron and her are going to go to the top of the hill. And as long as, as, long as they're holding the staff, it re- represents the authority of God. As long as they're holding that up, they're winning. As soon as it comes down, they start to lose. And, and, and so just the, the importance of, in that moment of what Aaron and Hur did. Come on, that they helped lift the hands of Moses. That they saw a need, that they saw, saw their friend, their brother, Moses, was starting to struggle under the weight of the staff. And that they chose to go in. They chose in that moment to go in and to lift his arms up. And then we see that the, the battle is won. Because they chose to go stand in a gap. They saw the need. My question for us tonight is, is will we be that person? Will we go stand in the gap? Because imagine if, if, if Joshua... You know, he gets approached by Moses, and he's like, well, hey, I've, I've never really, you know, been in this leadership role before. I've never really done this before. I, I don't really know what I'm doing. 
I don't really, I, I don't want to do it. I don't know if I've got time for it. Or, the, or the, the people in the army who are unnamed. Oh, I'm not getting no recognition for this. I don't want to get involved. I'm not going to get my name written down somewhere. Or, or, or Aaron and her, no, we're not Moses. He's the one with the staff. He's the one that's been put in charge. Just let him take it. But no, they made a decision in that moment that they would do what they could with what they carried. They would do what they could with what they carried. And there was a miracle. They overcame the army. They continued the freedom that they knew. Because people chose to get involved. People didn't choose to stand back. People didn't get blind. People didn't get put off by, by whatever, uh, whatever lies were in their heads. But they chose to go forward, chose to do something with what they had. Joshua chose to do something. Moses chose to do something. Aaron and her chose to do something. The people in their army chose to do something. And so will we stand in the gap? Come on, will we pray? Will we believe? Will we serve? Will we do something? So it's like with the paralyzed man on the mat. You know, again, well, what about if, like, you know, you carried the man there and get there and it's like, oh, there's this huge crowd, not going to get into Jesus. Oh, oh, let's, we'll try and come back tomorrow, see what happens. Oh, we'll try and come back the next day. Now, come on, they kept on going. They kept on believing. Come on, this is a word for someone tonight that, that there is something that, that you have been believing for. There has been something that you have been going after. You have seen a need and in, in, in wherever you are, whether it's in your school, whether it's in your workplace, whether it's at your university, you've seen a need in your, wherever it may be. And you're like, come on, Jesus, come on. I need you to, to bring breakthrough in this. Come on, I'm, I'm here to tell you tonight that that breakthrough is coming. The promise of, of salvation, the promise of healing, the promise of a miracle is coming. We've just got to keep on holding on. We've just got to keep on going. We've got to keep on making a decision that we will do what we can with what it is that we carry. We carry a great thing, friends. A couple of years ago, I got to hear Pastor Matthew Barnett speak. Pastor Matthew Barnett is, is the lead pastor, senior pastor in, in LA, the LA Dream Center. It's a place where, where people who are, who are hurt, people who are broken, people who are in need of, of God, people who are in need of a change in their life can go and, and find that healing, find that breakthrough. But, but the, his story goes that, that he'd been sent by God to, to go down to the streets of LA He'd been worried about some, some stuff going on in his church about decline numbers and all that sort of stuff. But God said, I don't want you to worry about those things. I want you to go down to the streets of LA tonight. I want you to take a look at what you see. And so he goes down and he, and he looks around and he just sees a whole lot of need. He just sees people who are broken, people who are hurting, people who are in need of Jesus in their life. And he gets it in his spirit. And he decides at that moment, hey, we're going to do something. We're going to be the change that this city needs. We're going to be the change that the people of this city needs. And so he continues, and, and one day he's driving along the freeway in L.A., and he, and he sees over to the side of the road a, a hospital, an old hospital that's for sale. 
He's like, man, I need that hospital because if I can get that hospital, that can be the place where I can bring the people who are broken, the people who are in need. And so he goes and he starts exploring the idea and gets together with his, his team at church and you know, not heaps of not heaps of finance at that moment, and then uh, eventually, uh, through a variety of ways, get to get to go and present an offer uh, to the people who are selling that hospital. The thing is that that just before them uh, is a, a team from Hollywood who are also there to purchase the hospital for a movie that's about to come up. Their money supply is endless, right? But 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 Pastor Matthew Bunny he keeps on praying, keeps on believing. That, that, that is going to be the place which, which people from LA will be able to go to to get healed. And, and so presents the offering and prays into it. And within a couple of hours gets a phone call to say, hey, you guys offered nowhere near what Hollywood offered us. But, but we have decided because of, because of what we see in you and because of what we see that you want to do, that we're going to sell it to you at the price that you offered. He had it in his spirit. He believed, and now it's a place where, where people are going to be healed. It's a place where judges are sending people. It's a place where people are getting referred to. It's a place of healing. It's a place of restoration. Because he believed. He saw a need. He took responsibility for it, and he did something with what he had. You know, I love that, that even here from this church, that, that we send a team of red frogs who knows about our Red Frogs? Awesome team. They, they go out and, and uh, their, their role is to effectively create a, a safe place a, 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 to change a future generation. And, and so they go out and, and they're hospitable and they offer food and drink and Red Frog lollies and have great conversations with people because I've seen a need, because we've seen a need, right, on the university campus. And so during O Week and Rio Week and the High Street Party and, and Bulls and, and whatever else may be going on, that Red Frog team goes out. And just like Joshua, they're on the battlefield. They're on the battlefield. But what I love also is that, that here on a Tuesday from 11.45 to 12.15, we have a team praying. We have Lorna, Pastor Aline, Ross, Chris, Ray, Ivan, Margaret, Muriel, many others who come and pray. And they're praying for those very things. They're praying for what the red frogs are doing. So like Moses and Aaron and her on the top of the hill, come on, they're holding up the staff. They're bringing, they're bringing the breakthroughs. They're bringing the miracles. They're praying into what's going on. And we're starting to see a change down on campus. In fact, so much so, we're now getting letters from, from the police and letters from uh, St. John Ambulance and letters from the health board and letters from the university to say, hey, as a result of what the red frogs are doing, we are seeing real change. We are seeing less admissions to hospital. We're seeing less people arrested. We're seeing less people hurt and serious offenses because of what is going on. Come on, we can change a place because some people saw a need and they decided, hey, we can do something about that with what I carry. And so I pray that each of us has something in our spirit that says, I want to keep on praying for this. I want to keep on believing for this. I want to keep on serving this because it matters and because there's a promise that a miracle will come, that something is going to change, something is going to shift. You know, one of my favorite Brooke Ledgerwood songs is a song called Albertine. 
There's a song that, that Brooke wrote in uh, 2005 after visiting Rwanda. And me and this young orphan girl called Albertine. I want to share just some of the lyrics. Now that I have seen, I am responsible. Faith without deeds is dead. Now that I've held you in my arms, I cannot let go till you are. I will tell the world. I'll tell them where I've been. I will keep my word. I will tell them, Albertine. Come on, we won't let go. We'll see it. We won't let go of it. Because a miracle, a miracle can happen if, if, if we believe, if we pray, if we serve that thing. Come on, other times in the Bible when, when we see this, the rebuilding of the wall of Jerusalem in Nehemiah 3, you know, it talks about how, how families and, and how individuals, you know, they, they, they gathered and, you know, they, they worked alongside one another to rebuild a wall. You know, one of the things I love about that is that one of the people who, were, who was involved in that re, rebuilding was, uh, was this guy called Raphaia. What's cool about that is that, is that he was the son of her. I want to also here to say that, that when a generation sees what a previous generation did, come on, that, that sets a, a, a platform for them. It says, hey, this is how we're going to do it. Come on, we're thankful for what, what generations who have gone before us have done in this place. We're thankful for what they've prayed into. We're thankful for what they established here. Come on, can we now be the generation who, who, who sets up the benchmark for the next generation? That they will see and they'll repeat because they know that they carry something. They know that they stand on a promise. They know that they stand on a promise of a miracle to see a city healed, to see the people healed, to see breakthrough, to see provision. We see it in, in Mary Magdalene, Joanna, and Susanna. Don't get a huge mention, the three of them like that in the Bible, but it talks about how they came and they gave and, and financially into the, into the workings of Jesus, into his ministry, so as he could continue it on. When they saw the need and, and they decided to serve that need, they decided to do something about it with what it is that they carried. The Good Samaritan, Pharaoh's daughter, who found Moses in the basket floating down the river and decided to adopt him in that moment, saw a need. Jesus. Jesus, everywhere he went, saw a need. Didn't decide, oh, no, I'm, not, I'm too busy for this. I've got to get to this place. And, you know, it always talks about he was going somewhere, right? It always talks about he was going. But he always stopped because there's a need before him. And he knew he could bring the breakthrough in that moment. Come on, that, that, that's the spirit that we carry. That, that we can be the one in that moment who stops. We can be the one in that moment who, who says, yeah, I'll give you my hand. I'll help you up. I'll pray for you. I'll believe with you. God wants to do something. The team to come and join me. You know, even tonight, God wants to do some stuff in this place. 
There are people here who are believing for healing, people who are believing for a breakthrough for a friend, for themselves, some area. We're going to stand with them tonight, and we're going to believe because we stand on a promise tonight, and we get to carry something, carry the power of God. In Acts 3, one time in the message translation, just want to remind you of what it is that we have. One day at three o'clock in the afternoon, Peter and John were on their way into the temple for prayer meeting. At the same time, there was a man crippled from birth being carried up. Every day he was set down at the temple gate, the one named Beautiful, to beg from those going into the temple. When he saw Peter and John about to enter the temple, he asked for a handout. Peter with John at his side looked him straight in the eye and said, look here. He looked up expecting to get something from them. Peter said, I don't have a nickel to my name, but what I do have, I give you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, walk. He grabbed him by the right hand and pulled him up. In an instant, his feet and ankles became firm. He jumped to his feet and walked. Thank you for listening to this message recorded live at Equipus Church Dunedin. We pray that it blessed you. For more information, please check out equipuschurch.com.